This is a bonus episode of the Prepper Website Podcast. Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in on this bonus episode. I'm going to cheat a little bit. I'm not going to put a number to it. I think I've gotten to that uh, round number that I wanted to be at again after Hurricane Harvey. It's taken me a little bit of of time to get up there, but we are there, so I'm going to cheat a little bit. This is just going to be called a bonus episode. And so uh, not too long ago, Dan over at Survival Sullivan sent me some questions to answer. He's sending out questions to different people in the preparedness community and and asking if they would share their experiences. So instead of sitting down and typing them all out, I decided to do a video. And then because it's a video, I can rip the audio from it and share that with you here as well and just share some of my experiences and and thoughts about preparedness. And so I'm going to go ahead and present that to you here in this episode. I hope you enjoy it. Hi everyone, I'm Todd Sepulveda, the editor of Prepper Website and the host of the Prepper Website podcast. I'm doing this video interview for Survival Sullivan. I have 15 questions here, I'm gonna answer them, I'm gonna try to be very concise because I can talk (laughs) for a long time. So here, let's go ahead and get started. Number one, the first question is, what got you into prepping? So I am an educator and also a bivocational pastor as, as well as doing all the stuff that I do for Prepper Website and the podcast and all that good stuff. And uh, my entrance into preparedness was really very spiritual. I was uh, getting ready. So on uh, during the Christmas break, I always take that time to pray and figure out what you know the Lord wants me to do for the next year, as opposed you know to, for the church, right? And so I was spending time that way. And a lot of the times, it, it was always a positive you know focus for the next year. However, in December 2009, it, it, it wasn't. I just felt like, no, it wasn't. I felt like the Lord was saying to me, you need to tell people to prepare. I didn't know what that meant. I, I didn't feel like it was prepare for the end of the world, like you know, the last days, the second coming, any type, anything like that. I just felt like he was saying prepare for hard times. So I didn't know what that meant. And then through a series of events, I stumbled across some preparedness websites. And then I just felt that, you know, that real... Um, checking my spirit like this was the thing that I really needed to kind of focus on and again through a series of events and and sharing what I was learning about preparedness like with my dad you know I realized that my dad was jumping around from website to website and so I uh, I'm like no you need to be using an RSS reader and uh, you know he just didn't want to fill full with that I realized that there needed there was a need for prepper website for a place that you know someone can go and find all the great preparedness uh, articles and stuff like that so you know I was growing in my preparedness probably for about a good year almost two years before I started prepper website and you know that's really what got me started is because I felt like I was supposed to uh, tell other people to get prepared and I needed to get prepared myself so that, that that's it right there it wasn't because you know the EMP or the economy or anything else like that uh, since then I've learned a whole lot and the, there's a lot of things out there our world is very fragile as you know all right, so like I said, I'm going to try to be concise. So let's go ahead and jump to the next question is, uh, what's the disaster or emergency you're most afraid of? What keeps you up at night, if anything? Well, you know, I, I think a lot of people think about EMPs and how bad that would be, get and all that kind of stuff. Uh, because of my faith, I really don't fear the, you know, the events. Now, if you ask me, what do I think is the most probable that that's going to be happening or what what's coming down and the thing is that a lot of people look at our world and how fragile it is and there's a lot of economists who say man we can't believe that that you know the the united states economy or the the global economy hasn't tanked yet 
So here's the thing. If, if we continue to limp along like we have been doing now for a while and nothing happens, nothing big happens, there's not a pandemic, there's not an EMP, there's not terrorism, whatever, the grid goes down, all that kind of stuff. If we continue to limp along, definitely it's going to be the economy. At some point, the economy uh, it can't continue the way it's going. So that's the thing that I always think about. However, because of the, the website, because of how, how I look at things, I'm always staying aware, of what, <laughs> prepped and aware of what's going on out there and uh, trying to just keep my eyes open and share out that information as well. Uh, you know, one of the big, uh, the second most popular page on Prepper website, other than the main page, is the alternative news site. People come to that every single day because that is getting updated a couple of times a day and that's automatic. And you know they they're they're wanting to know what's going on. So I think that's very important to stay up on what's going on because the world is just so fragile. There's so many things. All right. So number three, what's the worst disaster or emergency you have survived? Well, I live in Houston, Texas, and we went through Hurricane Harvey last year, and it got pretty scary for us. I wrote an article about that on my uh, personal preparedness blog called EdThatMatters.com, and I shared a little bit of my insights there, but. Water got all the way and risen higher than it ever had. Uh, it came to our garage and I thought for sure we were going to have water in the house, but it, it just, it seemed to stop. However, it got so high. My neighbor, she's elderly. She started panicking. I, I couldn't get her to, to calm down. I mean, her kids were even there, her older kids, and uh, she called for an evacuation. So the, the boat came right up to her patio, and uh, that's that's how high the water had gotten. And uh, I was for sure that we were going to, to flood, and we were just waiting for it to happen. But uh, with a lot of prayer, it did not happen. However, I do know a lot of people that did get flooded and, uh, you know, are still, there's still people in the area dealing with it. Uh, even today, it's been over a year and that's, it's, it's pretty crazy. All right. So number four, what would you do differently to prepare if you were a newbie and had to start all over again? All right. So the thing that I would I would do differently and the thing that I would recommend to anyone is you got to have a plan. You need to do a needs assessment for yourself and for your, uh, you know, for your family, for what your needs are, because what my needs are, are going to be different than yours. So you need to do a needs assessment and you need to have a plan. Everything that you do in preparedness, right? So all the gear that you buy, the food that you store, everything that you do needs to be then linked back to that plan. If it doesn't align with that plan, then you don't need to be doing it. So that's the difference. That's what I would do all over again. I would have a plan. All right, so number five, what are the top three survival skills everyone should know? All right, I'm going to cheat a little bit. These aren't the, the survival skills that I guess you would think uh, when you think about survival skills. They are survival skills. There are important skills that you should have. So uh, the first one I would say is problem solving. I think that's important. You need to be able to look at different scenarios and situations and come at it from different ways so that you can come up with the best solution to your problem. So you're, that's going to be something that you do on a regular basis, uh, much less, you know, if the poop hits the fan. So you're problem solving on a regular basis. So the more that you can problem solve, the more that you can look at things from different points of view. And part of that is getting knowledge, right? You're getting knowledge so that you can Think of it from a different way and collaborating with other people. Hey, how do you see this and, and, and where, you know, which way would you come at it from? And that helps you to be able to see things differently. So problem solving is number one. I think second is being, being able, and this is probably a tie with number one, is being able to take things seriously but not freak out. 
right? So some people will come to a serious situation, maybe it's a car crash, medical emergency, whatever, and, and they will panic and they will get into, they will have all this fear will overtake them and then they'll, they won't be able to do anything. Or on the other flip side of that, they will get into the situation and they start running around like a chicken with their head cut off. You don't want that either. So you want to be able to look at a situation and you want to be able to make moves on that, but you don't want to freak out. I think that's very important there. And so the third skill I think is very important because again, you're using these, you're you're using these on a regular daily basis, not just uh, in a survival situation, is getting along with other people. Because you need to learn how, if you're a person who just no one wants to be around you and you can't be around other people, well then that sucks. It sucks now and it sucks for you during the, when the poop hits the fan because nothing is going to change. People aren't going to want to be around you. So learning how to get along with other people, compromising, that's a, that's a skill that serves you now, today, and then also when you're in a survival situation. All right. So the top three pieces of gear, most important for survival. Um, okay. Water filter, water filter, a way to filter water. <laughs> you know, that's what I would say. But I know that's probably not uh, the what everybody wants to hear. So what I would say is you need to have a water filter. You need to have ways, multiple ways to filter water. That needs to be number one. So I'm always going to say that. Number two, I think having a, a fixed blade knife, you know, a nice fixed blade knife, you know, uh, there's some really, there's some really expensive ones. You can go crazy and spend five, $600. And there's some that are really nice for under $50. I think that's always important to have. And then having a good first aid kit, not, you know, one of those cheap little $9 first aid kits that you get at Walmart or whatever, but something that's substantial and that can really, you know, take care of a wound that can really have, you know, a lot of the times you might buy something, you know, a survival kit or first aid kit, and then add to it, you know, and, and as you go. So those are the top three gear or pieces of gear that I would have. Number seven, how do you deal with people who don't approve of preparedness? Well, there's a lot of people out there and uh, I don't have a problem talking about it with people that I know. You know, I have to feel comfortable with them, but in the in, in my workplace, people know that I prepare and uh, they, they would joke, we would joke around all the time. I would bring up things and they would joke around and uh, they would say they'd come over to my house. I'm like, mm, you can come over, but I'm not gonna be there, right? Uh, different things like that. But I think one of the things that's valuable, if you're trying to get people to understand how to prepare and understand how to, uh, that it's important, right? Is not to use the vocabulary that preppers use. It's that prepper, prepper, prepper ease, I guess, is, is uh, that, that word that I want to use. It's that terminology that all the preppers know. But when you start using that with other people, they tend to uh, to, to freak out, right? It's like, hey, you're a doomsday prepper. You're one of those whack jobs. So for instance, let's just say when we're talking about Hurricane Harvey, right, is you're using natural disasters and reasons why they should prepare, but you're just not talking about it in that with the preparedness vocabulary. So for Hurricane Harvey, I would say, man, it's important to be able to evacuate and then have, you know, with you a bag, uh, an overnight bag that has important things for you that you can take with you in a moment notice. Now, that is uh, that is a terminology that anybody can understand. And I'm not using prepper terminology. But if I said, you know, to uh, somebody else, you're going to you need to Hurricane Harvey, you know, cause people to bug out and take their bug out bags with them. So preppers understand that, but people who are not preppers don't. And so you just don't use the vocabulary of preparedness, you know, and I think that's the way that you help people come on to preparedness and understand the importance of it.
All right, so number eight, um, which do you think we should prep for first? Everyday emergencies or SHTF type disasters and why? All right, so the sexy thing is to prepare for the big SHTF scenarios, the EMPs, the pandemics, all that kind of stuff. But I think people should start with the everyday things because those are the things that, first of all, are gonna give you more bang for your buck, right? And so as you, everyday people have medical emergencies, everyday people have financial uh, situations that they need to get through, everyday people have, you know, uh, maybe they lose their job, you know, they, they need to cook and, and eat and, and food and different things like that, right? So I think that once you start preparing for those everyday emergencies, it gets you thinking, it puts you in that right mindset of preparedness. So it's easy to make that jump from everyday preparedness to SHTF preparedness. It's harder, I believe, to make the jump from I'm preparing for EMP and then it's harder to see that life happens every single day and you have everyday emergencies. So uh, again, I, I think that it, you should prep for everyday emergencies. You should prep for because it's smart and it's just common sense and then it's easier to make that jump. All right, so number nine. How do you feel about bugging out to the woods or to a bug out location? Are you primarily prepping to bug out or to bug in? So um, let's talk a little bit about this one. My, what I'm planning on doing is, uh, my dad has some property in East Texas, and so we would, if we can get ahead, and that's the key, if we can get ahead of whatever is happening, whatever is coming, if it's one of those, those big things that are happening, again, staying prepped and aware um, if you are ahead of that then you can you have that uh, that jump on everybody else to be able to bug out again I live in Houston there's a lot of people trying to get out of the city of Houston and we saw that with Hurricane Ike uh, and and other Hurricane Rita although it didn't hit um, Houston people died on the side of the road because people the traffic was so uh, so crazy that people you know people ran out of gas and you know there were it was hot and all that kind of stuff so if you can get ahead of it, if we can get ahead of it, we're gonna bug out uh, and bug out to my dad's property. If we can't, we're gonna bug in and we have a plan. And that's why it's important to have a plan. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, all that kind of stuff all the way through. Now, <clears throat> bugging out, if you are bugging out, you do need to bug out to a bug out location. You need to have a bug out location because if you don't have a bug out location, you're just evacuating. You're a refugee going out into the woods. There's very few people out there that can go out to the woods and survive. So bugging out to the woods, you're just a refugee, you're just evacuating, you're not really truly bugging out because bugging out is, the idea is you're bugging out from this place to get to another place, right? And so that's very important to remember. Uh, you need to have plan A, plan B, plan C. Bugging out to the woods and not having any options should be like plan Z, you know, the last one that ever should happen. You should have things lined up. <clears throat> All right, so let's go ahead and jump to number 10. What are some of the things you don't waste time doing? What are preppers doing that is robbing them of their time and resources? I think just living in fear uh, steals a lot of people's time and robs them of their time and, and, and resources and things like that. Uh, not having a plan, just buying stuff because you see uh, something cool on social media or you read a cool article and you just buy it because it's a cool piece of gear. Again, you have to, you know, whatever you buy, whatever you do in preparedness needs to be aligned with the plan that you make. So I think that's important. Um, I think that people just, they, they get to the point where they're just so 
focused on preparedness that they stop living life out there. And so easy to go do your work and go do whatever you need to do. And you come home and you get in front of the computer and you just, you know, you just uh, fixate on all the things that are going on in the world. The world is very fragile. There's a lot of crazy things going on there, but you don't want to not uh, live life, right? And so, uh, yeah, that's hard to do, um, especially when you're so when you're new into preparedness. There is that that time frame when you are you need to learn as much as you can, right? And so I liken it to starting a new job. When you start a new job, you might be putting extra hours in, you might be staying late to be able to learn how to do that job. But after you get to a certain point, you start to coast and it just becomes your job and second nature and all those types of things. Same thing in preparedness. There's a time where you need to learn and you need to understand you know, what you're doing and all that kind of stuff. But then you just need to start getting to that point where you start to kind of coast and you're adding to your practice and you're and you're staying aware of what's going on there but it's not ruining your life and you know a while back we took a, a family trip and uh, it, it was kind of uh, it's kind of scary because uh, I'm leaving and I'm going and I, I can't because we're on a plane and I can't take the gear that I want and and I feel like man if something happens you know I have knowledge but I'd like to have my gear and I didn't have that available and so there's some people that wouldn't do that because they would they would be separated from their from their gear and stuff like that. The problem is that if I would have thought that way, I would have missed out on some great memories with my family. We still talk about that trip. So you know, don't stop living life. That's that's the thing, right? All right, number eleven is prepping. Is prepping ruining your life? And should it? Uh, I guess you could kind of say uh, it's not ruining, running your life. I'm sorry. Is prepping running prepping running your life? And should it? So prepping kind of is running my life because I do I do do prepper website in the podcast. But really, all jokes aside, it should not it does not run my life. It's very easy to say, you know what, I'm not doing this today, or uh, you know, I I got other important things to do. And I think that's the thing. You need to look at priorities and what's important. Your family should always come first. You know, your 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 faith should should be up there. Uh, it should, actually, your faith in God should be number one, and then your family should come next. And and you know, all those things. Uh, are, are part of it. And so you shouldn't r- ruin your life or run your life. Again, going back to the number 10, the question that I just said, uh, or just answered before that, you know, you, you want to live your life. You don't want to be able to just, just come home and sit in front of your computer and freak out because the end of the world is going to happen this weekend. You know, they've been saying that for a long time uh, and you just want to make sure that you are thinking straight and you have a, a, a good view on all of that. All right, number 12. Do you think having a Republican president is good reason to stop prepping? Please explain. No, it's not a good reason to stop prepping because it doesn't matter who is in there, whether it's a Republican, whether it's a Democrat, whether it's a Libertarian, whether it's an Independent, whether whoever is in there, the fundamentals that have, you know, kind of get us all in this view of why we need to prep has not changed. So there are some, you know, numbers come out and, and we, we all celebrate that things are better. And, and that's great if people have jobs and, and, and uh, all that kind of stuff. But you know, like the stock market, you know, is going up right now. And that's a good thing, but it doesn't affect me, right? It doesn't, I, the stock market is making money for the people that are rich. I'm not, I'm not rich, right? And so it's like, it doesn't do me any good. I mean, I'm seeing the news, I'm seeing the reports and people are talking about, yeah, the economy, yay, and all that good stuff, but it doesn't, doesn't do me any good. 
And so nothing has changed, right? You can't depend, you're not going to depend, you should not ever depend on government and on politics and, and on all of that kind of stuff. You need to depend on and take responsibility for yourself. And that's what is important. So I'll just leave that one there. Um, and number 13, what's the best way to teach your children and or grandchildren about survival? How do you make sure they won't start to lose interest as they grow older? All right. So if you can get your kids when they are very, very young, you have this great opportunity, right? Because you are able to start taking them camping. You can put a love in them of nature. You can teach them, teach them these skills and, and they're just going to soak it all up as a sponge because they, kids are like that and they just love to learn and they love to be outside and they love to play and all those good things, right? So, you know, don't minimize the video games and, and TV and all that kind of stuff and just get them outside as much as possible and teach them these skills as young as they are, you know, give them the, that responsibility. If they're a little bit older, you're going to have to do stealth prepping, right? You're going to have to do things like if you can take them camping, take them camping. Build a fire. You're building a fire because you're roasting marshmallows so that you can have s'mores, not because you're teaching them how to build a fire, you know? And so you're you, all those types of things. So, you know, you've got to be smart. You got to know your kids. There's not one way of doing it. You got to know your kids or your grandkids. and You got to know what you can do. If you can talk to them and, and give them that kind of information. One of the things that I did because of Prepper website, National Geographic sent me when the the show American Blackout came out. They sent me a preview of it, and I had already seen it. I saw that it was good. It was a good docudrama. I think you can still find it on YouTube out there. And so I had them all. We had a family viewing night, and uh, they all I had them all sit down. We ordered some pizza. We watched that show, and uh, you know they, it was very interesting for them. They they saw how important it was to prepare, and so they're all on board on the preparedness side of it. And I think that's just what it, what's part of it. You just got to know your kids. You got to talk to them. You got to help them to understand why it's important. All right. Number 14 is, are you an optimist or a pessimist about the future and why? All right. So I am a pessimist when it comes to trusting in just that people are going to do the right thing. I, 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 and I know that's bad to say because I'm a pastor, right? But it just seems like the world that we live in right now is people don't want to do the right thing. There's a lot of people that do the right thing. And it's probably it's not even good to say that I'm a pessimist about all that. I am an optimist in my faith. I'm an optimist that of the people that are around me that I know and I care about because I know that you know they, they have my best interest at heart as well. So it's kind of like this torn thing. I don't like what I see out there in the world. I don't want the poop to hit the fan. I don't want to go into, you know, the end of the world as we know it. That's not going to be a fun time for me, right? That's not going to be a fun time for anybody. Anybody who romanticizes that, they're just, they've been reading too many prepper fiction novels. It's not going to be good. So I, I'm not, I'm not very optimistic about where we're headed, but I'm optimistic about people that are around me, the people that I've put in, you know, around me and surrounded myself with my family, my loved ones, my, the people that I care about, the knowledge that I have, and, and most importantly, my faith, because um, this world is in, like I'm preaching to you right now, right? This world is not all there is. And that's the way I see it. This world is not all there is. At some point, there is something, there is life after this life. And uh, that's what I'm very optimistic about. All right, number 15, 
What are some of the Amazon books and courses you've written that you've recommend that you'd recommend to Survival Sullivan community? Okay, so uh, for, as far as courses, that is something that I am working on. I do have a free video lesson that if you go to Prepper website, you can go to the resource tab, and there it's one of the the first top links. You can get a free you do this video lesson, register for it, and uh, there's three worksheets that are that are um, that you can download and, and work through. I think it's very beneficial. I've had a lot of great feedback about that. As far as books, I don't have any books on Amazon. I am, you know, eventually I think I, that's going to happen. I do have a book that you can purchase through, again, that resource section uh, of, and from the podcast website, uh, theprepperwebsitepodcast.com. It is called uh, The uh, the Prepper's Community Guide to Mi- a Microbiz and Increasing Your Finances. And I think every prepper should have a microbiz or a side gig to bring in extra money to your family. Um, as far as you know, books that I would purchase from Amazon and the two that I would say that everyone should have. The very, very first one is from Dr. Bones and Nurse Amy, The Survival Medicine Handbook. Everyone should, that should be the very first preparedness book that anyone buys because that teaches you how to look at medical situations from uh, the, the standpoint that help is not coming. And, uh, you know, there's some books out there. There's a lot of great medical books out there. But the idea is if help was not coming, what would you do? And so that's the first one that I would buy. The second one is probably uh, Tess Pennington. She's a friend, but uh, The Prepper's Blueprint. That is uh, just, it's a very big, thick book like this. I should have pulled it so that I could show it on the, on the, on the video. But it is just general preparedness. A lot of great information there for you. And uh, if you, you know, are, are wanting to learn more about preparedness, th- there's just a lot of good stuff in there. So that would be the second one that I would get from there. So anyway, guys, that is it. I hope uh, I haven't been too, too long. And I hope it's been a blessing for you to be able to listen to these questions. And uh, if you have any more questions for me, I'd love to be able to answer them. Thanks so much. God bless. Hey everyone, thanks so much for hanging out with me on this bonus episode. Hey, I'm gonna link to the article that has the video that where this audio was ripped from in case you wanna watch that video. It's over at uh, survivalsullivan.com. And so I'll link to it in the show notes like always. So again, thanks so much for hanging out with me on this one. Like always, remember, stay prepped and aware. Peace.